Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 and uh, we've mentioned this a few times once or twice before but a lot of I'm going to presume now and make a generalisation here I think a lot of girls in Dublin more than you know might be engaged in some form of sugar babying because Saoirse I remember you mentioned this before your one or two of your friends have actually done this Yeah I have spoken to people now it was a few years after they left college because they didn't tell anyone in college but to get them through you know their, their year in various different uh, courses that they did they They were going for dinner with men who were paying for them, giving them presents. Now, they never slept with them, but looked after them financially. And the worst thing about this is is the shocking lack of gender balance within the sugar babying community because <laughs> men aren't unfortunately represented at all here. So we just can't get paid to be brought out to go for dinner. So maybe that'll change. But if you are a just maybe out of college and you are struggling with money, has it? would you ever consider signing up and becoming a sugar baby? There was courses here, I think last year in seminars that was teaching people how to do it. There's new numerous websites but like I mean I don't know what do you think about it would it be something you'd be comfortable going yeah I'm a sugar baby with no problem at all like is it still shameful is it looked down upon and would it be good for your head in the long run might be good for your pocket in the short run but let us know if you are a young independent woman who wants a bit of extra cash is this something that you'd be like I'd happily happily do a little bit of sugar babying Uh, again it doesn't have to always involve sex by the way as well which can complicate things even more but joining us on the line now to talk a little bit more about this whole fancy confusing, weird, wonderful world of sugar babying and sugar daddying and all that stuff. He is a uh, professor at the University of Haifa. He is the author of The Ark of Love, How Our Romantic Lives Change Over Time. We're delighted to welcome him back to the show, Professor Aaron Benzaev. How are you? Fine. How are you? Um, good, good. I hope I, I got your surname correctly again. Is it Zaev Benzaev? Yes, yes, it was. Lovely, fine. lovely. We'll get off on a good foot, so. Professor, what do we know about sugar babies and sugar daddies? Is it on the right? Yes, it is uh, extremely so on the rise, uh, and it is on the rise mainly uh, among uh, students all over the world in the United States, uh, UK, Asia. It is on the rise. What is interesting in this uh, phenomenon is whether it is a kind of romantic relationship, a kind of sugar babies' girlfriend or sex workers. And it seems to me that they walk a thin line between the two poles. And this what makes the phenomenon very interesting and very explosive. There are groups of uh, people 
feminist and the other who extremely opposed to uh, sugaring because sugaring blurred the boundary between prostituting and romantic love. When we have clear-cut boundary, we know what is prostitute, we know what is romantic love, let's say, and we are uh, comfortable with these two phenomena. However, sugaring is something in between. It is not prostituting, it is not typical prostituting, and it is not typical romantic love. Actually, those who are sugaring make it a point to say that they are not prostitutes. For example, someone said, sugar dating is not a job. It is not a profession. It is just a choice of my lifestyle that I want to live. So they want to distance themselves from prostitutes, and rightly so. It is different from uh, uh, prostitution sugaring. And uh, I indicate a few differences, uh, four major differences. One is the issue of complexity. Prostitution is typically involved unidimensional, one-time, relatively brief sexual activity. And the essence of this activity is receiving money for sexual favors. Sugaring is much more complex. It is not one-time. It is multidimensional, it is not relative, and it is more than just receiving money for sexual favors. So, in sugaring is in the direction of romantic love, but of course it is not romantic love. So this is one important distinction. The complexity of romantic love, of course, is much more complex than uh, sugaring. And then we have the issue of money and romance. Indeed, sugaring involves receiving money and gift for sexual favors like prostituting. However, prostituting begins and ends with this one-time exchange. And sugaring is much more than this. It involves also social companionship. Social companionship is not that clear, the boundaries. Social companionship can include, include sex, but doesn't have to include sex. It is long time. It is unclear how many times a week, once a week, a few times a week, once a few weeks, this social companionship goes. But again, it is between prostitute and romantic love. And then comes the issue of freedom. Sugaring compared to prostituting allows for greater freedom in partner choice. Prostitutes hardly have any choice in having the partner. They can, but in a very limited uh, manner, and also they have uh, pimps who supposedly protect them, but still locate for them the customer. Sugaring feature no such middlemen. Partnering is mainly accomplished through online sites. So sugaring has a greater freedom for the girls. And the fourth 
One which is uh, extremely important is the issue of repetition and development. Prostituting can be re- repetitive, but it lacks meaningful development in prostituting. Mm. All the time you change the client and there is no development. It is this one-time uh, uh, sexual act. Sugaring, on the other hand, there is a relationship, even though it is uh, quite shallow, but the relationship endures and develops over time. Again, it is sugaring is between prostituting and romantic love. When does sugaring become prostitution? Because I'd imagine there are some men who get into this with the presumption that if I give you a couple of hundred quid for a date, well then, I'm expecting to have sex with you afterwards. Yes, but uh, what is this uh, man, what this uh, sugar daddy's intent is not only to give money for sex. If they wanted merely this, they would go to a prostitute. Hmm. They want more than this. They want the companionship. And they are, they uh, sometimes are even uh, insulted that they are coming only for uh, one uh, one time. They said that they give allowances. They give gifts. Not to widen their activity from a mere money exchange for a sexual activity. And therefore, it is indeed more complex, sugaring, and something in between we don't know how to deal with. We have here the sloppery slope phenomenon. That is to say, if you are at the beginning of a slope, you make one step down and you're all the way down. So people may worry, and rightly so, that once you begin sugaring, you may go down all the way, all the slope down, and become a prostitute. This is true, and it may happen, and this is a risk in sugaring. I don't want uh, to say that sugaring is a wonderful thing uh, uh, with no risk. No, I just want to say that it has some value, some advantages, but it has as well a risk. And it is a tricky business to avoid the severe risk and get the valuable. But I want also to say that all history, people change money or other uh, valuable items for sex. It is not something merely in uh, prostituting. Also, uh, we give gifts. We give, uh, people may even uh, claim that they give gifts to their partner after sexual act, which is good. So the very argument that there is here a clear-cut borderline between a normative behavior and sugaring is not within the normative behavior, this is a little bit problematic uh, claim. Sugaring is not clearly within the normative uh, field, but still it has a value for people, for students to pay their uh, tuition, and it is not as bad as some people want to see it. I just kind of feel that, you know, as a young girl, there's no other reason why a man of a certain age would want to go and bring her for dinner or hang out with her. Because, you know, you're born totally different eras. You don't really have anything in common. I think for him, it's just kind of someone on his arm to, to look 
good on a, on a night out and she's only there because she's going to get a gift or something valuable in return she's not meeting him for a conversation or he's not meeting her because he wants a conversation if he wanted a conversation surely he would find someone maybe his own age with the same interests yes but the classic image of sugar daddies and sugar babies is that of wealthy old men, let's say in the 80, young girl at her 20s. This is not the case of the majority now of sugaring. The statistics speak about men around 40, women around 25, and men a little bit healthier, not the richest in the world. So they do have something common to, to speak about. And it is one way of making living, which is, I agree with you, which it can be highly problematic because of the risks. But on the other end, if you are careful, and it is not easy to be here careful, but if you are careful here, you may have some of the advantages of this sponsoring your studies at a, a difficult economic time of uh, your life. Therefore, it is such a threatening phenomenon. We don't know how it will go, because it, you're right. It can go to something bad like prostituting, but it doesn't have to. And the girls, let's say the women here, are of higher level. They are not necessarily coming from low background. So they just want something extra. The prostitutes, their life is around this profession. And the sugar babies, it is one part of their life which intend to support the other part, the greater part of their life, such as studies. So it is complex. It is clear-cut claim here, clear-cut boundaries here are not uh, appropriate. If you've just tuned in, it's um, Cormac and Saoirse here and we're just chatting to Professor Aaron benz He is an author of the book The Ark of Love, but we're chatting about sugar babies and sugaring, and the, which is basically when a woman is selling her companionship and pretty much selling her time and there's no ever expectation that it's, it's just for sex. It's like renting yourself to be someone's friend for want of a better word. And Professor, do you mind if I ask you just one last question before we let you go. Why is the majority of these things, it's, it's men paying women. Does it happen the other way around where wealthy women will hire a, a sugar a sugar baby who's a sugar baby boy, for want of a better word? Yeah, there, there are uh, sugar mummies, but they are uh, in the minority. One reason maybe that uh, women don't like uh, to pay for sex. Other reason that uh, the wealthier uh, at this age, let's say the, the 40s, are uh, men and uh, women at this uh, age that are wealthier, maybe have already family, at this age, family, children. Uh, sorry, any idea how much you can earn at this? Because I'm sure some people might be listening going, oh God, I'm working from home at the moment and now the restrictions have been lifted. I can go down and sell, sell an hour of my, my companionship and time for an hour. Like, what are the salaries ranging for? Like, is it a full-time gig? Average uh, uh, online uh, sites uh, seeking yeah. arrangements said that the average of Sugar Daddy is uh, 38 years old and earn uh, $250,000 annually, while the average Sugar Baby is 20 years old and receive about 
to just stick with the same sugar daddy I could have seven of them a week if you haven't got the time uh, I I might have an hour to spare during the day uh, if they want to do lunch but um, yeah imagine seven of them at three grand uh, a month that'd be nice wouldn't it usually the sugar babies may have two or three daddies daddies want uh, more than uh, one hour uh, a week since it is uh, they don't want to conceive themselves paying for uh, sex and uh, Uh, women don't want to see themselves as a prostitute. So the companionship is part, and sometimes the major part, maybe these uh, uh, daddies are uh, very lonely. It is uh, uh, the case, uh, very lonely. They are paying for a uh, uh, company. They are paying for what may may call the friendships with benefits. The uh, other very common uh, phenomenon is that of friendships We say benefit, while the benefit are sexual benefit. So there are people, yes, they don't pay for for it, but they are friends with others, and from time to time they have the benefit of sex, not pure friendship, but friendship plus, plus the benefits. And here they have the benefits. Some women wrote, So there are attitudes here. I want to emphasize the complexity. We, it can be risky. It can be valuable. Take the moderate uh, uh, way. If a woman makes this sugaring the center of her life, she's bound to go all the, down the slippery slope argument and maybe turn into a, a prostitute. If she does it in a very moderate way, just for the purpose, some specific purpose such as the studies, and become very careful of the risk, then she might have some value in this. But it is, of course, not good for uh, everyone. It's just good for uh, some people in some uh, circumstances. Well, listen, Professor, we'll, we'll have to leave it at that. We could probably be talking about this for hours on end. But there you go. It's a trend that's going to be continuing for the next number of years. You could be earning thousands of euro a month doing it. Uh, but do check out his work and his book, The Ark of Love, How Our Romantic Lives Change Over Time. But Professor Aaron Benzaev, thanks a million for popping on again here on FM 104. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure talking with you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.